Welcome to No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women. the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and And the the magic crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was take two of that because Lynn messed it up and I couldn't remember it at all. (laughs) I couldn't remember. I I added and a puppy because I have my puppy on my lap and um, I couldn't remember how to say it when I didn't say it the wrong way. (laughs) So funny. Good grief. Good grief. Hi, Rose. Hey, Lynn. Drink up, bitches. It's party time. We're having a party it's over party here. party time. That's enough of that. Okay, okay, okay. So, how was your day today, Rose? It was good. It was the kids' first day back at school. Aww. I, I was looking at all the pictures today, and I was like, oh I know. I love when people so post all the pictures. Up. So, like, people are like, oh, my God, your kid's in kindergarten? How did that happen? Weren't they just <laughs> bored? It's so weird. It is crazy. Oh, God. So, Joseph's a senior and Charlotte's in second grade. I can't believe Joseph's a senior. I, I know. feel like he was just, like, playing with fire trucks on the sidelines of I soccer know. Oh, my God. last he week. fire trucks. Firefox. <laughs> Firefox. He was so into trucks when he was little. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cute. It was yeah, cute. Everybody looks so cute. Char, like, a little fashionista with their little... T-shirt and bell-bottom jeans. I know. She's such a diva. Yeah. And then Lily with her big smile. She, they look so cute. They did. And then I posted, I had a memory of my daughter's first day of 10th grade. Oh, yeah, up. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> she looks nothing like she looks now. She looks like a baby in that picture. It's so different. It doesn't oh even look God. like her. It's so weird. Yeah. So. I know. It's so fun. Nobody's starting school in my house. So glad that the kids went back to school. I was ready to lose my fucking mind. Yeah, well, the amount of money you spend, too, in the summer is ridiculous. It is, On all yeah. the care and camps and It's all a lot. Stuff. And then it's... taking time off and, like, just being at home with them. Well, didn't you, for, like, the last week, weren't you kind of, like... Yeah, they were supposed to go to the beach with my in-laws, but that fell through. So they were... Home with you. Home with me. You're and working. I was working from home while... And then Lily had the three days off because her school closes, like, at the end of the year to, like, reboot. Do a refresh for, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. For the beginning of the year. They, like, restart on the same week the kids go back to school. So then Lily was home for three days, and I was trying to work. I was home for two of those days and trying to work. And then by Sunday of, the, of last <laughs> week, I was ready to fucking just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I can't I don't know imagine. how people stay home with their kids. I don't. Like, I mean, think I just, like... Uh, it was like during the pandemic. I was saying to you, "I don't know how you're doing it. I really don't know how you're doing well, it." Well, I was at home. Chris. Was oh, that's right. You were. That's right. You. Chris was home with Charlotte. You were at working. work most of yeah. the pandemic. I forgot about that. I was at work all of the pandemic until I had Lily. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was rough. No, I don't even like going to the office now. I live alone. I don't want to go in the office. I don't want to see people. I just want to stay home alone. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy. I I just I can't. I've gotten so used to having not being interrupted that I really have a hard time getting back on track when I get interrupted and yeah, I, I feel like that. I get nothing done when I go in the office that's the one thing about being at, like working at home like I can get things done so quickly because I'm not like talking to anyone nobody yeah nobody nobody well, interrupts when the you. kids aren't home yeah people walk into your office at home they call those like what do they call them door jam meetings where people come and lean on your door jam yeah. and they're like hey blah, blah blah yeah and it's like and because I was sitting in the middle of a in the middle of this And everyone big room. knows you're like a chatty person. Yeah. So they stop and talk yeah, to me. Right. And, and then Penelope's with me at work and so people stop and see her. And... Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I, I don't think I do well working at home because I'm introverted. I think it's good for me to go to work yeah. and, and get that, like... Exposure exposure. To real yeah, life. right. Because I think I'd become, like, a hermit. <laughs> but for know. you, you're an extrovert, so it's not, like, an I, issue. I really I really get so much more work done, so... But I do love... Like, I, I mean, I love the people in my office, so going to work and, That's like, nice. talking to them and stuff is fun. Yeah, I mean, I like the people in my office, too. But um, I just... It's, it's just hard for me yeah. to, you know... I just can't... The pandemic changed me. It really did. It changed a lot about me. Yeah, so. that's great. That's so who are you talking news. about today, bitch? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, that's great news. Great news. It changed me? Yeah. Yeah, because I was a fucking dream wreck by phone. <sighs> Much worse now. Who are you talking about, Rose? Anyway. Rose, who are you going to talk about? Rose, 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 Rose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am going to talk about Taylor Swift. Stop making out with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about Taylor Swift. Woo wee! I love her. All right. So I've never liked Taylor Swift. What? It's not that I didn't like her. What? It's that I never like was into her. Like I didn't oh. get it. You know what I mean? She's the, I didn't get cool. the whole thing. Um, I just was like, okay, it's just some white girl who can sing. Like that's whatever. Um. So I knew there was more to her because so many people love her. Like, I knew that I had to be missing something. Did you see that? Do you see that? um, The thing. Sorry to interrupt. That thing on the plane where the plane was, like, delayed or whatever. And it was a flight. I think they were leaving the Taylor, like, the city that the Taylor Swift concert was in or something. And I don't know if they were getting there or leaving. But the flight attendant was like, they were delayed or something. And the flight attendant was like, here's for all you Swifties or something like that. And she started playing with her phone on the on oh, the really? PA, a Taylor Swift song, and the entire—I get goosebumps thinking about it. the entire plane was singing the entire song. Oh my god, that's so funny! And I'm like, this poor. There has to be at least one or two poor businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What the fuck have I just got myself into? It was so funny, but that yeah, they funny. were all screaming, singing. I was like, that is so cute. It yeah, was. I don't know that I would have liked that. Um, You're being really needy right now, bitch. <laughs> Not you, Rose. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, yeah, I just didn't get it. Like, so I knew that there had to be more. So that's why I wanted to cover Good. her because I was like, I want to understand. I think I was talking to someone and told them I wasn't, like, I didn't understand and I didn't get it. I wasn't into her. And they were like, no, she's very, um, she's done a lot for women and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of some of the I've... stuff she's done and I think she's pretty badass and the fact that when a boy breaks her heart she writes a song yeah. about him. I, I do love. like that <laughs> she's like I'll show you motherfucker and it'll be a number one for 10 weeks in a row or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to be that guy oh, I love it I love that about her okay so Taylor Allison Swift was born December 13th 1989 in West Reading Pennsylvania oh she's a year younger than Chris and Chris's uh, birthday is the 11th she's four years younger than me oh She's only five years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus zero. Keep no, dreaming, just yeah. <laughs> So her mother, Andrea, and her father, Scott, got married February 20th, 1988, in Harris County, Texas. Her mother was a marketing manager at an advertising agency, and her father was a stockbroker and then the vice president for Merrill Lynch. Oh, wow. So they were not poor. So, yeah, they, they had money. I mean, sh- they were a wealthy family. <laughs> Yeah, she lived a comfortable life. Yeah. So when she was two, her brother Austin was born on March 11th, 1992. 
And um, her parents actually named her Taylor because they thought, like, if you got a business card with the name Taylor on it, you wouldn't know if it was a man or a woman. That's why. So that's when I was naming Casey that. I was like, so that totally will be the benefit. But then at the last minute, I changed it to a K instead of doing C. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it kind of. I was going to say Casey's pretty feminine. Yeah. But if so, I would have spelt it C, yeah, K-S-E-Y. Like C-S-E-Y. Yeah, yeah that's a men's Yeah. But. So um, they grew up on a 15-acre Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And this was. enchanting. I know. This was actually made me really like her because she's super into Christmas. Oh, <laughs> who do we know like that? Uh, and I was like, oh, I do like her, actually. <laughs> um, she actually wrote a song named Christmas Tree Farm about her time growing up. Oh, I I heard she was on something and they were talking about that, like in an interview or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. And I yeah, forgot about that. So Taylor showed an interest in music at an early age, obviously, and she did a a little bit of children's theater. And at 11, she sang the Star Spangled Banner before a Philadelphia 76ers basketball game in front of thousands of people. How old was she? 11. Oh, my goodness. So that was like her first. Um, oh my God, that's, performance that's, in front of a bunch of people. That's a hard song to sing, too. Yeah, in front of, like, thousands of well, people. Well, just, I mean, the notes in those songs and all of the, like, anthems are so, like, crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, she obviously has a good voice. Oh, yeah. She probably killed it. So she, from when she was little, she really wanted a record deal. So she'd have her mom drive her around Nashville <laughs> and sit in the car with her brother while she went, like, door-to-door, um on music row to give people her her tapes and tell them to that she wanted a deal. How old was she? She was 11. Oh my god, that is so funny. She like strut right in there and be like, "Hey, you. Come here." So, nothing ever came of those, but um And those people are all kicking themselves in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was like, "Okay, I need to like up my game." So, she wanted to learn how to play the guitar. The guitar. I don't know why you say that. Your wife is stinky, Penelope. Your wife is stinky. Her parents, for Christmas one year, got her guitar, and she would practice between four to six hours a day. Oh, my God. That's how Caitlin was. Whenever she would get something new that she wanted to learn, she was obsessed with it until she learned it. Yeah, always. That's so um, funny. They got her, like, a 12-string, and they were like, oh God, she, well, she really wanted a 12-string, and they are like, we're not getting you a 12-string. Your hands are way too small for that. Yeah, probably. And she, like, begged them and begged them, and then she learned how to, she taught herself how to play it. Oh, my God. I know. It's some like kids are talent. just... Yeah. And that's, well, and some kids have just that drive. Yeah. Like, I have always said, like, Joseph has a natural talent at sports. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really, really good at all sports. Mm-hmm. But he's a really good goalie. I mean, you've seen him. Yeah. But he has no drive. Like <laughs> zero drive there. Like he'll go to He's practice. He's just so quietly. No, back. I mean, but he goes to practice and he puts all in his all at practice. Yeah. But outside of that, it's like no. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's the difference between you and somebody who's going to make it in soccer. Oh my god, that's a mean thing to say. No, it's not. It's true. <laughs> it is not mean. The if truth you, hurts. the truth hurts, Joseph. If you want to, like, be someone, in I mean, if that's what you want. Yeah. You have to put in the work. So in 2003, when she was 14, her parents sold their farm in Pennsylvania and moved to Henderson, Hendersonville, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. Oh, so that's when. OK, so the, the door to door stuff was was when after. she was 11. Now she's 14. So but they were in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And drove to Nashville. Oh, my God. 
she was like, Mom. She probably drove her mom fucking crazy. I mom, bet she did. Mom, can we go to Nashville? Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom's like, oh, my God. I mean, it's possible they were, like, visiting Nashville. Maybe. And she did Maybe that. they made she a family trip out of it or something. So um, at that time, she became the youngest person to sign with Sony ATV Publishing. So her parents were very good about making sure she didn't feel any kind of pressure. Like, they were like, we didn't move. We they, She obviously knew that they moved to Nashville for her. But right. They moved just outside of Nashville, so she wasn't, like, going to um, school with the, um, like, the label exec yeah. kids and stuff. And Well, they probably went to private schools anyway, but... Yeah. Well, I'm sure she did, too. I mean, they weren't... But, like, outside of Nashville... He was the Nashville, vice president of Merrill Lynch. But, like, outside of Nashville, too, is, like, um, really expensive. What's it called? Um, shoot. I know some people that live right outside of Nashville, and it's like pretty wealthy right around the outskirts. Well, and stuff she was—they were pretty wealthy. Lynn, vice president of Merrill Lynch. Yeah, they ain't got shit on me. Rose, <laughs> Rose I mean, yeah. come on, we can compare paychecks all day long. That's true. <laughs> I don't even make what they pay in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, let me pay that because they, he made that much money. He probably didn't pay any taxes. No, that's true. Yeah. So. So, um, and they they were like no pressure. Like we're, we are moving. They she knew they were moving there for her, but it was like if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want to make her feel like you have to yeah, become succeed, successful right? because we moved out here for you. Like I would make my kid feel. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you're gonna move there. You might as well need therapy too. <laughs> so um, both of her parents have been diagnosed with cancer. Her dad had it, like, back in the day, and her mom has had it once in 2015, and then she got it again in 2020, I think, and she got a brain tumor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her song, Soon You'll Get Better, is about her mom after she was diagnosed a second time. She's, like, super, super close to her mom. Her parents are so nice. Like, she had such a good childhood. She had, like, normal parents who, like, just were really good to her, you know? Her only baby doll wasn't dug up in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? By That's normal? What I mean. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she performed the songs that she wrote all over Nashville. And during one of those performances, record executive Scott Borchetta saw her and signed her to his label Big Machine. Her first single, Tim McGraw, was least released in the summer of 2006 when she was 16. Her first single, single was called Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. And it's about like her um, listening to like a Tim McGraw song with a boy or something. Oh. I kind of read the lyrics, but um, and that song spent eight months on the Billboard country singles chart. I could I feel like she would totally be the boy crazy girl in high school. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Don't yeah. you think? Like, I just I just could see her being that way. I mean, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but... Yeah. And I don't I don't even know that she was really boy crazy. I think she just wrote the songs about her really... I mean, she was young when she wrote the no, songs. No, but I just get the impression that she was like that. Because yeah. she's, like, you know, not that... Not that there's a bad thing. I mean, it's there's plenty of girls are boy crazy. Yeah, like and my daughter. Plenty, yeah, pr- plenty don't give two shits about a yeah. boy. But it's it's... I just feel like she was that girl that was like, oh, my God, here he comes. He's so cute. Ah! You know, like kind of thing. That's Charlotte. It drives me fucking insane. Oh. 
I was never like that. <laughs> Lynn's still like that. I'm still like Before that. Before we go out, she's oh like, my oh, my God, that guy's so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just, <gasps> I think he breathed on me. <laughs> <laughs> so she then released a self-titled album and went on tour opening for Rascal Flatts. Jesus, could you imagine? That would be so freaking exciting. Yeah. By 2007, she had sold more than one million copies in the U.S. and was certified platinum. She continued touring, opening for artists such as George Strait, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill. And that November, Swift received the Horizon Award for the Best New Artist from the Country Music Association. Wow. That's, I just can't even, like, I'm thinking, and how old was she at this point? She was like 16. Oh my God. You know, her parents were like, holy shit, she's really doing it. I mean, not I that mean, they probably didn't have right, any doubt yeah. because she was obviously talented. But it's but... so hard to actually do it. Well, yeah. And so I don't know. Do you, have you ever been to Nashville? Uh, no. So I haven't either. I really want to go. I really want to go to Nashville. But so apparently the way it works in Nashville is that people that are um, like that play backup for and like open opening acts for big yeah, big yeah, stars yeah. or people that are backup singers for big stars and yeah. musicians for big groups play in all the bars. Oh, that's in makes downtown sense. Yeah. Nashville, like like during the days. Like oh, that's it, really cool. That's their way to get exposure. And they're like and they're all in there trying to get noticed. And um so that's like you go from bar to bar and you just listen to some of the greatest music you'll like hear that's anywhere. That's pretty much what she was doing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's very cool. So to to move to Nashville is like a big thing because then she could do that yeah. kind of thing. And it's I like, guess that's what they had planned. I mean, think they... about it. Where in Charlottesville do you go and listen to music during the day? Nowhere. Right? So, but in Nashville, that's how it is. And I, yeah. think, it's, I think it's really cool. So, in 2008, she released her second album, Fearless, which was kind of like a pop country because she started all this country. This was yeah, like I pop that. country. And this is when she kind of started to bro- started to broaden her audience. Fearless sold more than half a million copies in the first week and opened at number one on the Billboard 200 charts. It spent more time atop that chart, atop. Atop? <laughs> I don't know why that word's so funny. Abadama. <laughs> than any other album released that decade. The singles on the album were You Belong With Me and Love Story. You remember those songs. Which were popular in the digital market as well the latter accounting for more than 4 million paid downloads. Oh, my God. You know that song, You Belong? I can't sing it. Sing it. I, I have no <laughs> idea what song it is. Um, sing it. I don't know. I, that's all I know. So You Belong With Me. Oh, so she sings it like this, You Belong With Me. <laughs> I don't think I know that one. You Belong With you Me. You Belong With Me. It's a really attractive song. <laughs> you Belong With Me. Well, it's not like if I tried to sing it, you'd catch on to what song it was. Maybe the tune. I know, but I can't get the two. You belong, you belong home with me. He that one? Yeah. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like you belong with me. I can't. Here, hold on. You can't play this on the podcast I can't because play then we'll get yeah. we'll get canceled. <laughs> we canceled. But what about when I sing it? People probably think I'm playing it. Well, that's the same thing. They, they might get confused. Yeah, they might think I'm Taylor. The shizzle. You playing it or what? She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Yeah, I know that one. Okay. Told you you know yeah. it. And the semi-man's <laughs> a 
All right, all right, all right. You belong to me. I see. I'm still off on the tune. <laughs> you totally. You off. belong to me. No, no. She's cheer captain, and I'm on the bleachers, dreaming about the. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> My anyway. nieces, both of my nieces and my daughter are like, shut up, mom. You don't have this. Not that they're listening, but just saying. Yeah. Go ahead. In 2009, Taylor went out on her first tour as the headliner, playing to sold-out venues across North America. And this was the year that she started to become really recognized by the award industry, too. Oh, God. I remember this. This was also the year of the Kanye West incident. Fucking, he's a douchebag. So I... Kim Kardashian married him after this. I spent so much time reading about this incident yesterday. Do you remember when it happened? I do remember when it happened. I didn't really know who Taylor Swift was. Yeah, I mean, I knew who she was, but I was like, not like. Right, yeah. I mean, she wasn't like she is now. I knew she was popular, but it wasn't like, yeah, no. And I thought, but I still thought he was a dick for doing it. I was like, wait, what is happening? Because I was watching it. Oh, were you? I don't watch it. What is happening? I was so confused because I knew she was, but like she was very much not that popular. Yeah. And it was a different era for me. Like I knew like she was like somebody my kids liked or whatever. And I was like, what is going on? I was so confused. So, okay. So for those of you that don't know or don't remember, which is probably no one. Taylor had won best well, female. One more person that's listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor had won best female video category for "You Belong with Me," the song that Lynn just sang so oh my God, beautifully. You guys, I'm, you're welcome. You're welcome. At the um, MTV Video Music Awards in September. So during her VMA acceptance speech, Kanye gets up on the stage and interrupts her and takes a, the. Um, I was going to say the remote. The remote. <laughs> the microphone. Basically, yeah, the remote. <laughs> and he's... He takes the trophy away from her too, doesn't he? Or he just takes the microphone? Take, I think he just took the microphone. Okay. And the he's award. like, this award should have gone to Beyonce because her video was the best of all time. And and Taylor, oh my God, Lynn. Okay, her the parents look, were in her in the audience. Oh my God. Her, the look on her face, she was so confused. She was like... <laughs> like she didn't know if it was she, a joke yeah I mean she didn't know I felt so and she was so young she was only like 19 I felt so I, I couldn't even too. watch it I felt so bad for her and if someone had done that to my child I would have been on the fucking stage beating the shit out of them I don't care see I mean like Kanye I wonder was. how many people thought it was a joke but then they panned to Beyonce and she was like oh no like, yeah she, oh, was, yeah, she mortified. was mortified and um, Taylor Lautner she was actually like dating him at the time and he said he later said that he um i guess like where he he was like right behind her because he had he had um given her the award and he was so he was like standing right behind her but i guess it's so like loud and and um bright yeah oh yeah he's like i couldn't really see even see what was going on or he's like but i at first i thought it was like a bit like yeah part like a of joke the, right yeah he, he thought it was like meant to happen kind of like when will smith slapped yeah chris rock you're like was that supposed to happen <laughs> like I, it yeah. was like i thought it was a joke and then i'm like oh my god that was totally because then it like the cameras like went nuts yeah. right like they were yeah so um and taylor lautner's like he's he said he's always wished he had done something 
but he didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, when you're standing on a stage, the li- especially a stage like that, my God, the lights are so bright on yeah, you right. that you can't see anybody in the front yeah. rows. You can't like, sometimes you can see the people in the front row because they're like below, the, like in front of the lights, right. but. You can't see the audience. Like, I mean, people, you've seen like people on stage and they're like this trying to see the audience. You can't well, he see was it saying all. They, yeah, and they were just in front of him and he could barely see them. So, yeah. um, anyway, so. Yeah, I would feel like shit if I, if I was standing there and didn't do anything. I watched this and I watched the documentary Miss Americana about Taylor Swift. Oh, I haven't watched that. Okay, so I think I told you last time that Peloton on the treadmill, I don't know if on the bike too, but you can now watch Netflix on the on the treadmill. Oh, nice. And so I was doing Taylor Swift and I had to run four miles yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was like flipping through to see, like, I was like, I need something good to watch while I run. And I found this documentary and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know there was a documentary. Awesome. So I watched it while I ran. So I killed two birds with one stone. There you go. That's what I was doing yesterday when I was, uh, yesterday when I was driving up, I was listening to um, some a few of the chapters in this book because I knew there were some things I wanted to document. That yeah. I, and so I kept like I was fast forwarding and rewinding through that. And then I was like voice messaging on my notes things I wanted to add to the story. Look at us. I know. We're so technology we technology savvy. <laughs> we are technology savvy. <laughs> we're not. I'm not English savvy, but I'm technology savvy. <laughs> so. Um, so what did they say in the documentary about this? So she's, like, talking about it, and she just says how, like, she was, like, what the fuck's going on? She looks so confused. I felt so And she wanted her. to, like, cry because she – it was, like, this – she said she had, like, dreamed about this moment forever yeah. since she was, like, a child. And then it suddenly, like, completely ruined by him because she didn't finish her speech. She just – was like okay. She said like three words. Yeah, and then he like, came up, and then he came up and took. It was so weird. It was so weird because she was like, <laughs> uh, 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 and she's like looking side to side, and it was so weird. He so um, Beyonce ended up calling her up when she won. Beyonce won Video of the Year, I think, or something, um, and she called her up to finish her speech when she when she won. I know, Beyonce. She's She's such classy. She's so classy. She really is. She's probably like, keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Well, I mean, as much as she was disappointed she didn't win or whatever, number one, she also, as a woman, was probably really excited for this new and upcoming woman to win, you know. And even if she wasn't, like, she didn't want that to happen. No, and I just, I don't know. And I think to myself, you know, Kanye West is a, a nut job. He's absolutely crazy. And I think that, you know, Kim Kardashian married him after seeing him do this. Don't pretend like you didn't know he was like this. Well, can, yeah, I, mean, I, I get, I have, I, like you didn't. Know I get th- into something she did too. Oh, because Kim Kardashian's of. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, ooh, I forgot about that stuff. Okay, so later that year at the CMA Awards, Taylor won all four categories that she was nominated for, including CMA Entertainer of the Year, making her the youngest ever winner of that award. As well wow. as first female solo artist um, to win since 1999. Then she went to the Grammys where she received another four rewards. And in, so in 2010, she was in the movie Valentine's Day and was named the new spokesperson for CoverGirl Cosmetics. And she released her third album, Speak Now. And this was when her music really started to kind of reflect her romantic life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so her song spoke about relationships with John Meyer. 
John Mayer. Mayer. I was like, Meyer. <laughs> I always do that. And I, was, <laughs> I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> John Mayer, Joe Jonas, and Taylor Lautner. So funny. And I okay, so I this. went and I dug into each of these relationships. So she dated John Mayer for only a few months, but he was 32 and she was only 19. Yeah, I remember that being a lot of talk about their relationship when Isn't they were dating. Gross? It was kind of gross. Like 32, like. I could never. I'm, but you know, she was. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's okay, but I think it's kind of weird. But I also think that she was very mature for her age at this point. But still, your life experiences are so different at 32 and 19. I hope you can't hear her snoring on the thing because she's snoring. I her did ass hear, her, but I don't think you can hear. Because like, <laughs> she's hanging over my leg, so it's probably making it's like it worse. Cutting her circulation off. Um. So. When they broke up, she wrote the song Dear John about him, and he wrote Paper Doll about her. And have you ever heard the song Dear John? I don't remember. I'm sure I have. But... It is not a good song. It sounds like he was a total dick. <laughs> you have to listen to it. I, I'll have to listen to it. I'll listen to it on my way home. Um, hold on. Maybe I can read a Dear John. It sounds like he was kind of like he'd give a little and then take it back and then give a little and take it back. One of those kind of guys, you know? can't imagine. Like trying to get her to fall for him. Anyway, he sounds like a... I... I oh, my God. She's so loud. <laughs> Penelope's snoring. <laughs> so um, she dated Joe Jonas in 2008. You know him? Yes, I remember that too. Before he dumped her in a 25-second phone call. What a douchebag. She said... Um, she just kind of like the relationship he just kind of like faded out of the relationship mm-hmm. you've been there I know who me where he's what? like super interested and they're, and they're like this is great we're having such a good time and then he slowly and then like, all start, yeah. stops calling her yeah like within a week <laughs> yeah like all of then, a sudden you're like wait a minute I haven't talked to you in three days what's going on <laughs> oh wait are we backing up and then he oh, calls oh now her you're not and, taking my yeah. calls oh, oh wait, wait are you a grown man Oh, you are, but you don't know how to act like one. Yeah. Okay. Well, these okay. were, they were pretty young, but she wrote the song Forever and Always about him, and he wrote the song Much Better about her, <laughs> oh which was God. pretty much like, I found someone else and she's much better. Oh my God. This is like, kind of like those, what you know, when those rappers like have those rap offs. <laughs> I feel like this is like, <laughs> and then she writes another song about him and he writes another song about her and he writes, I think that's so awesome. Yeah. I love it though. So in 2009, she dated Taylor Lautner, which I kind of got the feeling that it was one of those relationships where they were like friends and he was a really nice guy and then they started dating, but he was a really nice guy and so she kind of wasn't into it. And so she was kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, he was too nice. Yeah. Yeah. No challenge. And so when they broke up, she wrote Back to December and um, that song kind of was like that, like. She wasn't into him at the time, but she misses the time they spent together. Mm-hmm. And I think you always look back at those relationships like that. Like, yeah. oh, he was so nice to me, and oh. I should have been better to him. But well, that's yet how... in, during the relationship, you're like, eh, I really don't like you. You're not treating me like shit. Nearly every guy I've dated has come <laughs> back to me, unless they're dead. Yeah. Has come back to me. <laughs> Let's not have the dead ones come back either. But, yeah, and I'm serious. Like, come back at some point in some way. Been yeah. like, hey, how you been? Just had one today. Message me. Oh, really? Hey, what are you doing next weekend? Yep. Not you. I'm not going to be uh, here. 
it won't be you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So in 2012, she released her next album, Red, which had a bold pop rock sound. Um, and in the first week of sale, Red sold 1.2 million copies in the U.S., oh the God. highest one-week total in 10 years. And her song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, was the first number yeah, one hit on the Billboard Pop Singles chart. Sing that again, Rose. We are never, ever getting back together. That's not right, Rose. That's what? not the tune. Oh, try. We are never, never, ever back together. I don't know. I can't Am do I it. thinking of a different song? Yeah. Never, ever getting back together. No, it's not. That's not no. the words. Yes, it is. That's what it's called. We are never, ever getting back together. We are never, ever getting back together. I don't think so. No? No, it's not it. Hold on. What's the name of it? We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together <laughs> by Taylor Swift. I can't think of the tune. Why can't I think of the tune right now? I have it right here. Let me play it. Getting back together. We are never <laughs> <laughs> going to sing again because we can't and we're hurting your ears. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wish we had a camera. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I know that. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. That's how I was singing it. Rose. Let's Just roll the tape. Like... Rewind it. I want to hear it. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> we don't have somebody to do it for us. Maybe but one day. One day. So Penelope, I... let's train you. Yeah, we could train her to do it. Yeah, we could. Save me a lot of time. She doesn't have posable thumbs, but I think she'll figure it out. So in 2014, she released 1989, which was her first. That was my stomach. <laughs> which was her first official pop album. She sold more than five million copies in the U.S. and earned her the second Grammy for album of the year. Her second wow. Grammy for the album of the year. In 2014, she also appeared in the a supporting role in The Giver. Same girl, same. Did you ever see that? I never saw that. No. I remember that book, though. Oh, man, these chairs are in your ass. So, okay, this is when we get back to the Kanye thing. So in 2016, I guess Kanye was not getting enough attention. So he released his single, Famous. Um, and the song included the lyrics, I feel like me and Taylor still might have sex. I made that <gasps> bitch famous. So those were the. that was the... The lyrics of the song. You can obviously tell I don't listen to Kanye West, but I had no idea. That's so fucking gross. So. He made her famous. Oh, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. I feel like me and Taylor still might have sex. I made that bitch famous. Okay. So after that came out, Taylor was like really upset and there was like a big public oh, yeah. ordeal about it. So that escalated when Kim... Kardashian, Kanye's wife at the time, released a recording of a phone call in which she claims Taylor gave her approval for the line. And this is a three-minute recording, and it sounds like Taylor saying, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, let's do it. So then everyone turned on Taylor, and the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party became the number one hashtag on Twitter. And everybody was like, cancel Taylor Swift. <gasps> 
I don't and remember. The, I remember the feud between them, but I don't remember this. So Taylor, like, basically went into hiding for a year. She like didn't do anything for a whole year. I, she was. I remember that. Yeah. Completely, and the cameras um, were on her when I was watching this, or she at least talked about it on, on the Miss Americana documentary, mm-hmm. and she was basically like was devastated. She's like, you know, you know how many people have to tweet that for it to become the number one hashtag? She's like, and all those people hated me. And like, I mean, she's young, like she's in her 20s. Like that's so, and And she's like, yeah, his following is, are very aggressive. They're very aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know, as like an artist or some, you know, what we thrive on is people like clapping for us and liking us. Yeah. Because obviously there's something missing in us. And that's what we we need. And she's like, for everyone to just hate me is just like it was devastating to her. And so so, it's funny when um, when I'm trying to pick out music for reels. Yeah. I was like looking for things and I was like searching on Twitter, like, you know, a song that would blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And if a Kanye West song comes on, I'll never use it. Yeah. Uh, if it, if it pops up as one of the options, I'll never use it. And this is before this. So. I think Peloton stopped using his music, too. After he, the like, he was saying stuff about Jewish people and oh my God, he's 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 well, mentally he's, ill. He's mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. He definitely I mean, is mentally severely Ill. mentally yeah. ill. And Britney Spears acts like that and doesn't harm anyone. And everybody's like, oh, she needs to be under yeah. her father's, you know, thumb. But Kanye West doesn't, and nobody's ever fucking said that about him. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. Look at my- <laughs> Penelope, what are you doing? She's like, I'm so bored. <laughs> so, um, in the documentary, she also also said that like her growing up, all she wanted to do was be good. Like she wanted to be a good person mm-hmm. and and be good for yeah. people. Like people to say she's good, you know. Well, she had a good upbringing, and she yeah. had like her parents set a good example for her, right. which is you and know, so this was like great. really really hard for her. So in 2020, the entire 25-minute video was leaked. And they don't know, like, I couldn't, there's, nobody knows who leaked the video. What video? So the video of her talking to Kanye, where Kim Kim leaked, or Kim put out three minutes of the Uh, video. It's an actual video, not not just audio. Uh, Okay. So um, Kim put out three minutes of the video, where it's, like, cut, where she Mm -hmm. wants it to be cut. Somebody leaked the entire 25 minutes, but four years later. And it painted a much different picture than what Kim had put out. And so in it, Kanye first asked Taylor if she will release a video for him on Twitter. And she's basically like, yeah, no thanks. That's going to be really weird. People will be like really confused. Like, why is she releasing a video for him Mm -hmm. or a, a song for him? Then he tells her the line... He he says he's already written the song, mm-hmm. and the line is going to be the the song famous, and the line is going to be, to all my South Side N word that know me best, I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex, and she's like, oh, that's not bad, I'm fine with that because it's kind of like tongue in cheek, yeah, and then he says it was going to be me and Taylor might still have sex, but Kim didn't like that because it implied that we might have, that he might have sex with Taylor, and she as his wife was like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. But Taylor was like, I prefer that line over the she owes me sex because then the feminists are going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's 
disgusting, right. which I also thought. The fact that she even entertained a conversation with him, it shows that she's a much better person than right. he is. Yeah. Because I would have been like, fuck off. I would have hung up on him. And I read the entire transcript of this phone call, and you can tell she's just trying to, like, like, what do you do? I mean, you're talking to him, and you're like. And she's trying to be, like, the better person. And right. Be, like, and, yeah. And business. Sometimes business, you just, like, like yeah. say shit, you know. So then later in the conversation, he says, okay, so now what if later in the song, I was also to have said, uh, I made her famous. Is that, uh, and she says, did you say that? And he says, yeah, it might have happened. And she says, well, what am I going to do about it? And he says, uh, like, do the hair flip. And she says, yeah, I mean, um, it's just kind of like whatever at this point. I mean... You've got to tell the story the way it happened to you and the way you've experienced it. Like, you honestly didn't know who I was before that. Like, it doesn't matter if I sold 7 million of that album, Fearless, before you did that, which is what happened. You didn't know who I was before that. It's fine. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. But then he goes, so that's like, she's like, I take that as like she's saying... You're going to do what you're going to do. Right. Like, I can't what, stop you. I can't you. stop you. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah. and I'm trying like, not to be an asshole, even right. though you are an asshole. And then just be like, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it doesn't sound to me like she's agreeing to it. She's just saying, like, what Whatever. am I going to do yeah. to stop it? You yeah. know? So then he goes on and on about himself, talking in the third person about Yi. Oh, Jesus. And how he's in debt, but he's going to be like a multi, multi, multi billionaire. Okay. It's Donald super Trump. weird and super like, I mean, he's like bi- bipolar. Oh, he is like, yeah, like di- diagnosed, yeah, diagnosed, yeah. And you can, it's just like Britney Spears. Like when you read the stuff Britney Spears posts on, like Instagram, mm-hmm. you it's the same as Kanye West. Like you can see that like yeah, illness it's there. Sad. It's like it's very runs together. That it makes no sense. It's like, it's like completely off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, not normal. You like, you know. Um, and that's how he's talking. It's so weird. So, anyway, in the call, he never says that he's going to call her a bitch, like, at all. He never mentions saying anything about her being a bitch, and she doesn't exactly give approval her approval for the "I made you famous" line. Uh-huh. She kind of was like, "Yeah, I don't really like it, but what if am I going to do?" If that's what you feel like, then yeah. you know, whatever. And Kim is a complete cunt for doing that it's she should have lost her girl card for that yeah i mean honestly because she knows she knew what he was like when she did it right and she's like gonna be all oh i'm gonna show him yeah but you know what she got hers so yeah she did now she has to fucking co-parent with that asshole yeah what i said that's what you get for being a b so in 2016 she also started dating Joe Alwyn. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. And they dated until April of this year. So six, wow. they dated for six years. Wow. And at the beginning of their relationship, they kind of both decided that they did not want to um, have like a public relationship. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to be very private. I can't even imagine her. I can't even imagine how hard that would be yeah. for her. So he's an he's an English actor. Um, but he hadn't really been in anything big. I thought he had come from money, but I didn't find that anywhere. And he actually co-wrote or co-produced 10 of her songs from 2020. 
And they said they split up just because the relationship had run its course. But I mm-hmm. don't know what, like, I mean, obviously that's between them. I don't know yeah. what actually happened. I mean, if I can't, it would be so hard to date her. I mean, you can't do, she can't do oh, anything. Oh, I know. I mean. Like so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for anybody that's like famous. But for her, I feel like it's 10 times harder. Yeah. You know, she used to have a house in uh, Newport. Oh, really? In, in Rhode Island. I think it was in Newport, but somewhere in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, on like right on the water on those cliffs. Oh, wow. Yeah, supposed to be. She sold it, though, because I was like, oh, let's go see Taylor's house. And Andrew's like, oh, she sold it. And I'm like, God no. damn it. So in 2017, she was sued for $3 million, Do you remember this? For $3 million by radio host David Muller, claiming that Taylor had falsely accused him of sexually groping her in 2013 when they took a photo together and it destroyed his career. No, um, I never I, knew who he was before, so it couldn't have destroyed his career that bad. <laughs> so I guess he there's a picture of him, and he has his hand. It's her. She's, like, in the middle, and then there's a woman on the other side of, on the right right side of her. So and she's then in the middle. he's on the left side of her. Uh-huh. And she's kind of, like, there's, like, a space between him and her. Uh-huh. Like, she's clearly uncomfortable and she's kind of leaning in toward the other woman uh-huh. and he has clearly has his hand on her ass <gasps> you can and, see where his arm the way yeah his hand and is. he she said he went up her skirt <gasps> and grabbed her ass and there were seven people that witnessed it oh and he uh, it was all her so she's oh yeah so God, he sued her for bag. three million dollars but you know the thing is is that He's such a fucking narcissist, such a fucking oh, yeah. dick that he, he like, oh, wrong. I believe everything that I say. And, yeah. and he, like, convinces All himself. All I did was to touch do- your ass. Why yeah. you, why oh, you fucking got to ruin my life? What's his name? David Muller. The name sounds a little bit familiar. Muller is from that, what was that show? Twilight, not Twilight Zone, but what was that show with the spot? Anyway, never mind. Muller was the name of a oh, character. Oh, my God. In, I know what you're talking what, about. What was it called? It was Muller and... Oh my God! What it is was it? Famous in the nineties, Scully and Mulder. Yeah, it was. It's, I, isn't it Mulder? Wanna, maybe it's Mulder. I I want to say Twilight Zone, but it's not Twilight it's Zone. Not. It's not. Oh my like, God! I used to love that show. <sighs> and he was a the kind of, kind of guy that looked like um he kind of looked like Mount Lauer. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Somebody was talking about that show a while back, and I couldn't think of the name either. X-Files. X-Files, that's right. Scully and Mulder. It's M-U-L-D-E-R. Okay. But his name is Muller. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Yeah. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. So he also sued her mom and someone else at the same time, saying, like, they, you know, for defamation. (gasps) Oh, my God. He totally you see the is. picture? Yeah, he yeah, totally. You can see him grabbing her ass. His, it's, he's grabbing the cheek closest to him. He's not even grabbing right. the one on the other side. Who's the woman in the picture? I don't know. Um, this picture of Taylor Swift Center, David Muller, the key piece of evidence in court. I mean, it's absolutely clear where his hand is. The, so oh he God. sued her for $3 million. She countersued him for $1. Which oh God, I think is so, like a smack in the Such face. Such a smack in the face. She's like, I don't need your fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Because she would never get any anyway. Right. Maintaining that the assault had taken place, she ended up winning and he had to fuck off and pay her $1. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but and she, he would have to pay the court costs too. Right, yeah. yeah. But this, like, 
really, really impacted her. She said it didn't feel like a victory. She was questioned during the case. Like, why didn't you scream? Why didn't you say something? Why didn't you run away? Like, if that really happened, you would have done those things. See, that's... That kind of questioning infuriates me. Yeah. It infuriates me. She was like, it was so dehumanizing. And she said... This happened with seven witnesses and a photo as evidence. What happens to the women who are raped with no one to watch yeah, to no see one, them? Because the, and they're afraid to say anything because they right. go through what she went through. Yeah, and then they're not believed because there's no actual evidence. So this is kind of when, in my like from my research, I think she kind of turned into like a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, like it's kind of like she went from well, it's like sad because she was forced to yeah right like, grow up yeah like it kind of she just it kind of changed her. So up until that point in 2018, she had never said anything about politics, like never. Mm-hmm. It was her like, I'm a good girl. Good girls don't talk about politics. We just keep the peace. Right. Everybody does their own thing. Especially since she was playing country music at first. Right. So um, in 2018, Marsha Blackburn, who was a Trump supporter, was running against Phil Breed- Breedison, the Democratic candidate for Senate in Tennessee, where she had grown up. And Taylor endorsed him. Mm-hmm. She like, I think she put out a tweet because it shows. So this is really cool. So it shows her um, the the documentary is like her in a room with two men who are on like her team, like older men mm-hmm. and her dad. And I don't I think they may be like family members who are who like work for her or something. Uh-huh. And there, and she's sitting on like a couch with her mom and the three guys are like sitting in chairs and. She's like, I have to do this. I have to do it. Like, you don't understand what I went through in that courtroom. Uh-huh. Um, and her dad's like, no, I don't want you to do it because yeah. he's afraid of what's going to happen to her. Right. Like, because Trump supporters Trump are such, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or, I think I saw a clip of this from the doc. Is it from in the documentary? In the documentary, yeah. yeah. Her dad's like, please don't. This, this yeah. is really going to hurt you. He I'm bought afraid. armored yeah. cars. He's like, I'm the guy who bought armored cars. Like, I do not want you to no, do this. Absolutely. I, yeah. would, I would feel the same way if it was my kid. And then the other two guys are kind of like your reputation kind of mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, and she's like, I don't care what happens. She's like, I have to do it. I don't care what happens. Like, I can't let this woman who's um, voting against women's rights. It's not OK. And mm-hmm. I'm not OK with it. She was she voted against like a um, bill about stalking mm-hmm. this woman, no, Marsha Blackburn. Oh my God. And I mean, Taylor obviously gets stalked all the time. And so she's like, she's like, dad, he's she voted against this bill or this law. Like they they like um, I don't know what I can't think of the word, but they like undid the law, like Mm -hmm. took the law away. Um, And she voted for that because against this law about women being protected from stalking. Mm. And she's like, dad, come on. Like, how can I not say something about that? Like, I'm stalked all the time, you know. Um, and she's like ends up crying and her mom's like on her side like you guys need to listen to her. Yeah, I've seen this clip. I've seen Have the you? clip. Yeah, I don't I don't know when. I don't know if it was like in an interview or what, but I've seen it and she's just like she's almost in tears in the clip. She's like she I was, have yeah, she to was do crying out. Yeah. yeah. And or so I tears, think yeah. so then it shows like her talking to her publicist on the couch and they're drinking wine and she's like I think she was like putting out a tweet or something and they were talking about it and she's like okay and then she does it. And then they're like waiting to see what happens, um, but it was it was kind of cute because it was her, her mom, and her publicist like all sitting around doing. I mean, that. there was a backlash from Trump supporters. Oh when yeah, she did and it. then it shows all the clips yeah. of all the Fox News like, you know, 
Taylor Swift. It's, I don't think and it's going to hurt her fan base She at all. even said that um, a lot of the, you know, conservatives thought she, because she was in the country music scene, mm-hmm. assumed that she was like a yeah. closet conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I've seen things about that too. But the thing is, is that, and, you know, whether she is conservative or, or liberal, it doesn't matter. She stands, she believes in women's rights. And so she could like, her whole family well, could she be was conservative. Conservative, she wouldn't believe in them. I know, but 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 <laughs> she could like have grown up conservative. Let's just say for shits and yeah, gigs, right. she grew up conservative. Her dad would more likely than not be conservative with his job. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, she's a woman and she has rights, and she's decided where she's going to draw that line as far as her rights. That doesn't mean she's not conservative. It just means that she believes in a different. A, some differences. And so she's not like one of those like blind conservatives. Yeah, it just right. goes like with the party. Yeah. And I think that it just shows that how much more of a real person, everything that you've talked about just shows how much more of a real person she is. Right. Yeah. Because she's not, she's decided I can't stand by and watch women get abused like this. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. If I have a platform, why, how, how can I not use it? Right. That's exactly what she's saying. Yeah. And so according to Vote.org, the following day, there were more registrations than there were for the entire previous month. Over 51,000 registrations that day. To vote? To vote, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you think about all these young women over 18, like 18 to 25 or whatever, who have never voted, who are like, "Eh, I'm not going to do that. That's, you know, I I don't want to. I've never done it. It took me a long time to start voting, too. But then this, their like role model is like, you guys need to go out and vote. Yeah. And then they're like, holy shit. Like, they'll pretty much do anything she yeah. says. Yeah. And, and that's so, pretty powerful. Yeah. So, but this was the start of her talking about politics. Unfortunately, Marsha did win. And then all the Fox people were like, oh, I guess Taylor Swift isn't so, you know, important now. Like, she doesn't have much of a pool now. Whatever. So she ended up writing the song Only the Young about politics and Trump. Have you ever heard that song? I had never heard it. I read it. I, I read the lyrics yesterday, but I've never listened to it. Uh-uh. Actually, no, I did. I read. I watched the video um, and it's her with a bunch of um, there's like some some gay people in it and some like um, drag queens, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool video. Um. Oh no, that's you need to calm down. Is is oh, a really cool video. Have you seen that, that video? I haven't seen the video, but the, that song. So when that song came out, Casey was in high school, and you need to calm down. Can you just stop? You're being so loud. Yeah. Can you not? These are all things Casey used to say to me before that song came out. She'd be like, "Oh my God, you're being so loud, Mom. Can you not? Oh. Can you just stop? <laughs> Did you just play that for her? She would, and I was like, "Oh my God, Casey, I just heard the song, and I." barely knew who Taylor Swift was at the time. And yeah. I was like, everything she says is the thing you say to me in case you start cracking up. She goes, you're totally right. Can you not? Can you just not? Can you stop? You're being so loud. I can see that one. I still tell you that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so that that was the video where um, it's a bunch of LGBTQ. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that. People in the video. So in 2018, t- Taylor left the big machine the Big Machine label, and signed with Republic Records and Universal Music Group. Her contract with Big Machine did not give her ownership of her recordings, and when she tried to negotiate, 
with Big Machine to buy the rights to the music, they would not do it. Yeah, they're, that's, a, that's a business move. And so she left. Because when she signed, she originally signed it, she was no one. Yeah. Well, she was like 14. Yeah. Or 16. I don't remember how old yeah, she was. Yeah, but I but, mean, that's a business move. I don't right. know and I would so she didn't, <laughs> Well, she didn't know that she was what she was. Yeah. You know, I'm sure her parents had no fucking idea. Right. They, they had no idea she was going to be worth billions. Yeah. But at the same time, though, if it was my company and you signed that contract with me, I don't know that I'd sell them back to you yeah, either. Yeah, right. You know, there's no way. I mean, I. it's like, that's your... But in 2019, they sold the... They sold it to Scooter Braun, who was the talent manager for Kanye West, <gasps> Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and Demi Lovato. What? And some other people. Why wouldn't they? They they why? sold it. They sold him all the um, master recordings for everyone under their label. For like three. $316 billion. It was know, something but, crazy. So in that situation, I could see them not doing it. In that situation, why wouldn't they go to her and oh, no. say, hey. Yeah, she tried to buy it from them and they were like, no, and sold it to him. Maybe that was like, maybe that was part of the deal. He's like, I'm not buying it unless you include her or something. Maybe that was I don't part know. of the deal. Yeah. Because, I mean, who else were they selling? Right, yeah. I mean, she was probably a big ticket and everyone else went with it. So anytime... This meant that anytime someone wanted to use her music or any music recorded under Big Machine, they would need to get permission from Scooter Braun's company. Oh, good grief. And Kanye West fucking A. She was pissed about this. Oh, yeah, I would be too. I I remember her. I remember this going on. I didn't understand what was going on, Mm -hmm. but um, she, like, talked to Scooter. She talked to him, and they were, like, and Scooter had bullied her over the years like he had been a dick he's always seemed like a dick to me um and she tried to negotiate a a deal with scooter but he sold her catalog to a private investment firm in 2020 oh my god i bet you anything that when they bought all the artists right she was probably the biggest name yeah right let's say or one of the biggest, I prob- probably the biggest. And so they were like, he said, I'll buy them all if you include Taylor. I'm only Possibly, buying them all if yeah, you take her, right. if you give me her. And so he was basically paying for her stuff. But I mean, I feel like if they would have gone to her with that. She would have bought it for she the probably same bought amount. All, she probably would have bought right. all of it with it. I think it was a personal, like, vendetta Is against like, her. Oh, fuck you because yeah. you left us. I think that's what it was. God, I'm sure it was a bunch of fucking stupid men. So... Um, I shouldn't have said that, but they were okay. <laughs> so she, what she decided to do, she began re-recording all her early records, mm-hmm. and with the hope that the people would want to buy the remade songs and not the originals. Mm-hmm. And so she put out Fearless, Taylor's version, Red, mm-hmm. Taylor's version. Speak Now, Taylor's version, and 1989, Taylor's version. I remember when those came so out. So that people would buy those instead of... And she has a big enough base fan base that oh, yeah. people are going to do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So in 2019, she released her seventh album, Lover, which she described as a love letter to love itself. In um, 2020... She re-released Folklore, which won the Grammy for Album of the Year. Then she released the sister record, Evermore, later that year. In 22, she released... This is kind of cool. So while watching the documentary about her, 
it kind of made me like it gives you a glimpse of her like recording and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's it made me respect her as like an artist because she is literally coming up with everything by herself and then she's like going to the studio with one person and they're like working it out and singing and and doing the music i mean it's pretty amazing she's i mean she's crazy it's not like like a lot of these these people who have like these huge teams who are like putting all this music together you know she's actually doing it Mm -hmm. so in 2020 she released midnights a record midnights which she described as the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life so if you look at the midnights record each song there's 13 songs and each song is like a different um like part of her life Mm -hmm. I, i don't know it's really cool oh neat yeah it's really cool March 2023 marked the start of her first tour since 2018, her sixth tour overall. When sales for tickets opened on Ticketmaster in 20, November 2022, many fans were disappointed by technical issues and waits that lasted up to multiple days. After Could two you imagine rounds, trying to stay awake because you're on hold? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're on the computer, Lynn. This isn't 1930. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Fuck off, Rose. <laughs> Then they would have been on a corded phone. (laughs) Not even a push button, a dial, rotary dial. So after two rounds of pre-sales, general sales were canceled due to unprecedented demand. In a statement, Taylor said, I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel... Like, they went through several bear attacks to get them. (laughs) So, um, I was watching the end of the documentary because I didn't finish it while I was doing my run. So, I was watching it last night. You couldn't have stayed on there just to finish it, Rose? Come on. No. I hit my four miles and I was off. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was walking, at least. Boom, done. (laughs) So, Chris was in the room and I was watching this. And he's like, are you you doing a story on Taylor Swift? And I was like, yeah. He's like, did you see... um, the videos that just came out about her, and I was like, "Oh God, I hope it's like oh my like god!" I just started liking her, <laughs> <laughs> oh but so she gets canceled as I'm getting ready yeah. to do a story on her. So apparently, she went to a rehearsal dinner at a restaurant in New Jersey, and a couple thousand fans showed up outside the restaurant. It's like somebody's um, rehearsal dinner, like a famous person, um, and there were other famous people there: Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tad. Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, <laughs> Channing Tatum, were also there, but I think most of them were there to see Taylor Swift, and you can see like there's video of it. Lynn, there are so it's like a beach town, like imagine Outer Banks, and there's like a restaurant. Oh, and, so it's like it's like the shore, the Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And so there's like thousands of people outside, and then there's like traffic, and there's cops. Like, oh my god, I mean, how many like, cops were? The yeah, on? the cops were like so overwhelmed. <laughs> Um, and they were all there to see, like, most of them were there to see Taylor How did they Swift. find out she was going to be there? Somebody leaked it, that oh there was, like, God. this famous person's rehearsal dinner at this restaurant. Whose dinner was it? You don't know. It was some I mean, guy. I party? didn't recognize his name. No. I mean, I'd go to see Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing you got to say his name right first. Channing Tatum. <laughs> He's pretty hot. Yes, he is very hot. So that's uh, Taylor Swift, and I do like her a lot, a lot more now. That is... And I like her Crazy. music more now because I know that she's, like, doing it herself. You know what I mean? She's, like, busting out, like, putting out two records a fucking year, Lynn. Oh, my God. That had to be... She's amazing. That's insane. So much work. But, you know, the, thinking about that rehearsal dinner, 
That kind of stuff has to be stressful for her because you know that she feels like oh yeah, like it's her it's fault. taking away from yeah. their night, and that's a horrible feeling. Right, and especially for someone like her who's not. You know, I don't feel like she's like that. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that are all about it, like the Kardashians. But one at her at that point, I think it's like she's probably overly like done with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone probably had to go out a back door of the restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? Like they probably. Yeah, it was it sucks. So, so one part in the um, documentary, I didn't put this in my notes, but she's in like a limo or a car or whatever going somewhere. And she's talking about how she used to like look at pictures of herself so she comes out of her building right and um there's like hundreds of fans Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah that's my front yard like she she walks like the five feet to her car she's like in a um some kind of apartment building Mm -hmm. walks the five feet to her car and to i mean from her building into the car and um in the car she's like yeah that's my front that's my front yard like, that's what I come out to every day. Oh, my God. Which is overwhelming. And she's like, yeah, I used to look at pictures. Of, she's like, I don't look at pictures of myself anymore. I used to look at pictures of myself. And I'd be like, you know, she's like, stick thin. Yeah. She's like, I wouldn't like the way my stomach looked or something. Or somebody would say, oh, Taylor has a little baby bump. Or you know how people do. That's called period bloating. Yeah. Thank you. And th- she's like, and then I wouldn't eat. She's like, I would, I would starve myself. Oh, she said so after her um, shows, yeah, people would murder me if I was like famous. They'd be like, man, <laughs> put on some pounds. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people get skinny because they're like being it's obsessive. No, yeah. it's horrible because the media is horrible to them. So, but she said she would do like a show, and then she would feel awful, like she was gonna die because she hadn't eaten all day. Uh, could you imagine the amount of energy she puts on yeah. the show? And so Holy she shit. said that now she's like, I don't look. I know it's not healthy to look at the pictures and, yeah. and read the articles. Read the, yeah. um, and she said, I know it's healthy for me to eat. Like, that's what's giving yeah. me energy. That makes got, me feel good. She and, and you know what? She can afford to have people keep her from seeing that stuff. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So something gets posted well, but, and somebody takes her phone and, like, blocks that yeah, person or something. Yeah. It's so hard with, like, social media yeah. and, and just media in general, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, but I mean— She's a very good person. Yeah. And I'm, she seems like it. Yeah. And I, I love how she just is really dedicated to her fans. I mean, most most people are. But I feel like she has a spe- – that she just – they it, hold – she's like on a pedestal yeah. for sure. And she doesn't seem like she, – she doesn't take it for granted, you know. Mm-mm, but I no. think she even like um, – there was a part in it where she said she came – she like won an award or something and she came home and she's like – well, I don't have anyone to call to share this with. Like, it's so important to me, and and it's just me, you know? Yeah. And you know that it reminded me of that song um, by Justin Bieber. I think it's called, like, Lonely or something. Have you ever heard that song? Mm, probably not. Where probably, he's, like, um, talking about, I think he's talking about how he's famous, and when you're famous, it seems like you're, like, have this amazing life, but you're really so lonely because... Yeah. You're kind of all alone, and well, you're protected the people all the time. around you. Yeah, it's somebody can't just stop by your house, right? Right, like that's that that's not how that yeah. works. You can't like. And it reminded me of that song because she was like, you know, I have all this going on and all this amazing stuff, but it's just me. Like yeah, I don't she, have anyone I can share it with because she doesn't have like a band. If I was if I was her, I would quite literally have a big ass house and have my friends living with me for sure. Like they'd have their all own wings. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would have a big ass house and the people closest to me would live with me, but they everybody would have their own private 
But if I needed them, I'd be like, hi, I'm here. Yeah, right. right? So, like, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, like, totally would do that. So. Yeah. It's tough. It sounds, sounds like a, a tough life. That was a good story, bros. Thank okay, you. I'm get down, Penelope. So do you like Taylor Swift now? I've always liked her. Yeah. I've always liked her. Well, I like her now. Well, I didn't never, I never disliked her, but I just didn't get the hype. But now well, I see. My niece loves her. And she went she went to her show oh, in did she? Pittsburgh, yeah. And she had a friend that was supposed to go with her and at the last minute couldn't go. And so my other niece, her sister, went with her. But Casey loves her, all of her friends, you know, like yeah. it's just yeah. Chris loves Chris loves her too. So yeah, I mean it's she's pretty awesome. Yeah, I never got the hype because well, and I don't. I'm not like that into that type of music, so that was part of it. But I yeah. mean, I do like know a lot of her songs because they're on the radio. Right. Well, my and kids, I'll sing along to them. You know? Yeah. When I'm in the car with my kids or we're doing anything together, they'll, you know, Chris. She's on Chris's playlist. She's on Casey's playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And we dance to her like her at at Abby's wedding. It was like dance to her and Lizzo and like all. Yeah, like, it right. was so much fun because yeah. it was like my nieces. And my one niece's husband and then my other niece's boyfriend and then um, Chris and Andrew and Casey and me and Caitlin, her boyfriend, and my dad and my mom. We were all on the dance floor dancing and my sisters. It was really fun. So it was like to all that kind of like pop pop music and it was very fun. So How sweet. So if you like that, y'all, share with your friends. Um, Make sure you go on to preferably Apple, but whatever podcast platform you listen uh, give us a follow, give us five stars, and then drop a review. It doesn't have to be a long review. You can just say anything you want. It just mat- it, The only thing that matters is that there's letters, some sort of word in that box. It doesn't matter what you say. But, you know, you could go on and on Rose about how great amazing. we are. Rose is amazing. Lynn's better. Whatever you want to say. No. no so, no, and no, if you no, want to no. follow us or slide into our DMs, yes, yes, yes. It's uh, No Ordinary Women Pod at Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And on the X, it's No Ord, O R D, Women Pod. Slide into our DMs. Give us some suggestions on people you'd like us to cover. Um, and we'd love to give it a try. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.